Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sports. I'm John Norman and fresh from another spot of turtle watching is Gareth Batty. Well, after the amused bouche and starter that was the T20 and ODI series, now it's time for the main course. England's three test tour of Sri Lanka begins here in Gaul next week and they start their warm up in Colombo on Tuesday. You can hear updates throughout the action on Talk Sport and Talk Sport 2. And ahead of the series, Joe Root has given us the latest on Johnny Bairstow's injury concerns. He's doing everything he can to get himself as fit as quickly as possible. You know, it's very difficult to tell this this far out. All he can do is manage it as well as he can. Surrey trio, Ollie Pope, Rory Burns and Ben Folks have all now flown in. And today is a chance to hear an exclusive interview between Gareth Batty and Ollie Pope. I don't think it was really until... I was standing at four slip on <laughs> in the Lord's Test on my debut morning uh, to Jimmy, watching him take poles, uh, where it really sunk in. The England fans, well, they're starting to arrive as well. Plenty to discuss today, and don't forget, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay up to date with all the news from England's tour of Sri Lanka. You're listening to Following On. Well, here we are again, Gareth, on exactly the same stretch of beach in Gaul, the last time we chatted on following on. Uh, but a couple of days between that, though, with the, uh, the T20 game, of course, on Saturday, which we covered on TalkSport 2. Um, then we both hightailed it, I suppose, back to Gaul. I've been at the ground today, getting some stuff done there. Uh, you've seen another turtle or two. How was that? Uh, several, actually. Uh, there were a few just in the bay earlier. Uh, a couple of really big leatherbacks, actually. And then we went to a sanctuary this afternoon um, where they, they take some injured turtles and, and turtles who were abandoned by the mothers and that sort of a thing and, and get them to a, an age and, a, a, I suppose, a, a, physicality, a physical state that they can release them into the, uh, into the ocean. So it was, it was really nice. Good stuff. Um, well, look, the warm-up start in Colombo. Uh, Neil Manthorpe and Andrew McKenna will be reporting across TalkSport and TalkSport 2 on that. Uh, I'm led to believe it's a 13-man aside match. I-, I don't know about you, but there is a real feeling within the game, from a journalist's point of view, that you know, once you start messing around with the game, people start getting frustrated. That it's not a first-class game anymore. It was brought in under Duncan, Fer- uh, Duncan Ferguson, Duncan Fletcher either. Um, I'm not sure what the uh, former Everton striker has got to do with these things. But, um, I mean, where do you stand on that? Do the, well, actually, where do the players stand? Do they care? I mean, does it make any difference to them whether it's a first-class game or not? Um, is there a lack of intensity as soon as you start messing around with the actual fundamentals of the match? Or for those guys that have arrived, all about impressing the selectors, impressing the management, 
getting their names in the eleven. I think players just do what they're told to do, uh, plain and simple. There's no real preference with it. It's two two-day practice games, so uh, the obvious and most common sense thing is that it, it, it is used as practice. I think making um, a two-day game a first-class game just doesn't work. Um, I think if you're just playing 11, it probably doesn't work for the overall squad either. So if you're the, if you're the 12, 13, 14, 15th man, you're thinking, well, I'm not going to play and I'm, I'm not getting myself ready. So... Um, I think it's where the coaches have to be smart with it. Uh, sort of rolling subs on and off um, is not an easy thing to manage because you don't want the same guy with his feet up and, uh, and, and taking the mick out of it. You want everybody to get full value. There is a massive, massive thing out here for the guys that haven't been here to get some miles in their legs. They have to stand in the field, if not everybody, because standing in the field for 90 overs in a day is draining. You can't train yourself for that. You can be as fit as a fiddle. You get a footballer, stick him stood out in a field for six and a half hours, seven hours, he'll be shattered. So there is a real um, difference in fitness, a different um, thing to get used to in your legs. And obviously it transfers into your skills as well. So the big lads need need to get three spells in. Spinners need to get some overs in as well. Uh, it's a difficult juggling act for the uh, for the coaches. Uh, ben Folks called up to the squad as a replacement, or rather uh, just in case Johnny Bairstow doesn't come through uh, his uh, injury problems. We'll hear a little bit from Joe Root very shortly about that and uh, where he's uh, sat ahead of this uh, warm-up game in this test series. Of course, back with the captaincy. Um, it goes without saying, the likes of Rory Burns. I mean, Ollie Pope, Ben Folks, if he is to play. But Rory Burns specifically... There's going to be some nerves there, isn't there? I know he's done some bits to the media about the the focus that he's just going to jump up as soon as he plays for England, if he plays. But you've been there. Can anything get you ready mentally for that increase, that jump up uh, with the scrutiny and uh, just the, the level of skills that are going to be out there? I mean, you can prepare yourself all you like, but can you do anything? No. Um, you can prepare yourself the best uh, to the best of your ability, which Rory's been doing for a number of seasons now. He's been evolving his game. He understands his game inside out. So he doesn't need somebody else telling him he's doing this wrong, doing that wrong. This is how he needs to play. He knows his game, and he will try and get better. The skill of it is is to try and take out the extra pressures that come with playing for England and international cricket, the extra scrutiny, and try and stick to what, what has got you there. And that, that sometimes is a difficult thing. Um, but uh, I think Rory will be fine and for me it has to play I think Pope will be 50-50 with a couple of other players Fawkes is there as, as cover like you say but if you're wanting your best keeper if the first game is harassed last game in goal it's going to spin it's going to turn square make no mistake about that do you want your best keeper that is a massive selection dilemma because he wasn't in the original party interesting stuff um, well look, let's hear from Joe Root who has been speaking with uh, TalkSport's main man, Andrew McKenna. No rest, straight from white ball, red ball, no thinking time in between. No, and it's quite nice actually. I think with the disrupted tour that we've had so far with all the weather around, it's be nice to sort of just get back into practice. Hopefully the weather will stay off and we can get a couple of good days preparation in ahead of what's going to be a really exciting three-game series. A lot of series tend to go test matches than the one day. As this time it's the other way around. Is that more difficult for the batsman? Because obviously you've been used to playing shots. You've got to sort of throttle back your mind a bit. Um, you know, I'm quite excited about this, the tour being this way around. Um, I think one thing it has done is given the guys that do play all formats the opportunity to, to learn the conditions, um, get used to how the ball reacts on these surfaces and have a clear way of playing. And, you know, if, if guys want to go out and put pressure back on the bowlers, especially if it's going to turn and it's, it's going to be quite hard to sit in and survive, 
uh, I think that could play really into our hands and uh, you know I'm going to encourage the guys to go out and play with freedom express themselves and you know take the take the opportunity to um, put the game on the opposition if they feel the need to two two day games before the start of the gold test match as captain what's what's the perfect scenario what 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 are you trying to get out of uh, these two games if you can well guys to stand up and take an opportunity to spend some time in the middle uh, get accustomed to the surfaces get accustomed to you know how the ball's going to react how they're going to approach batting long periods of time in these conditions how they're going to um, you know get used to the heat bowling and and putting long spells together or or you know managing their workloads and being quite honest about what's a realistic spell for each individual um, and, and gives a real clear idea of how we're going to shape up in in these three games so that you know we're we go into them with a really clear intention on, on how we're going to approach them you talk about batting long will therefore it be a case of if someone gets to 50 they're not going to be waved in and let someone else have a go it's no you stay out there and get used to what it's like batting long in these conditions I don't think there's a perfect science to it I think it might be different for individuals but you know, ultimately to win test matches you need to go on and get big runs um, and guys need to get used to doing that and get in the habit of that and um, I'd be quite encouraged if, if you know a couple of the lads stood up and, and did that in these in these couple of games um, you've seen as well that with with the tour as it's been with the weather around it's been quite hard for guys to, to get good practice in and, and actually even game times you look at like some Mo and Ali and Just Butler in that one day series they hardly batted um, you know, due to the weather and, and the way the games fell so um, I think it will be important that if, if possible we get as many guys time in the middle but ultimately you want guys to stand up and take those opportunities because you don't know when your next opportunity to practice will be um, and you've got to make sure that you're absolutely ready and having that slightly selfish mindset out there in the middle to go on and make really big runs is, is going to be crucial throughout this series. Pressure, uh, to opportunities but also pressure. England need to nail down that top three, don't they? Yeah, I, I wouldn't see it as, I wouldn't want anyone to see it as a pressure pressurised position. I'd, I'd see that this is a real opportunity now for, for a couple of guys to stand up and, and put their name forward to, to play in this team for a long time moving forward. You know, look at some of the cricket we've got coming up, some exciting opposition. Um, you know, Ashes round the corner. It's a really good chance for someone to say, I, you know, I want to be involved in that. I want to be a part of, of a, you know, a really special summer of cricket. And you know, what, a, what a better opportunity than to, to nail that down here in, in some quite different conditions. But ultimately, um, you know, being able to adapt is, is you know, what Test cricket's about if you're going to be around for a long time. Do you think at this stage, and I know we're a week out from the first Test, do you think you'll be batting at four? And is there is there a framework of a team in place already? I think I will be batting at four. Um, I think that certain situations might dictate uh, the order, and I don't think we need to be as set in stone as having a really rigid batting order. But I think for uh, the most of it, I will look to bat at four. Yeah. Just finally, obviously, concern over Johnny Bairstow. Enough of a concern that a replacement has been flown out. I know it's day by day, but what can you tell us at this stage? He's, he's working. He's doing everything he can to get himself as fit as quickly as possible. Um, but you know, it's very difficult to tell this this far out. Um, all he can do is manage it as well as he can. Got some very good, uh, a very good medical staff that will do everything to get him on the park as soon as possible. But ultimately, we've got to make sure that Johnny Bairstow is fit and ready to go for as long as possible, um, and not just for you know a, a one-off Test match and then missing a, a, a huge chunk of what's an important winter and obviously a very important summer. So uh, managing that correctly is is you know paramount, and um, making sure that. He's absolutely ready to go. Will be you know, the, the first priority. Now hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. 
Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparcel Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparcel Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Joe Root talking to Andrew McKenna a bit earlier today. So still uh, question marks over Bearstone. That's interesting what you say about folks. You know, he could, uh, he could be about to play his first match for England. And, you know, more often than not, comes via limited overs cricket first. Uh, but not in the case of Ollie Pope, who, uh, and it won't be for Burns either, um, who you caught up with before he actually flew out. Um, well, actually, before the end of the season. Sorry, still had one match to play. Fascinating interview. Let's, uh, let's hear a little bit of it. And you will be able to hear this in its entirety when the Test Series gets underway. Uh, but let's just hear a little bit about uh, Ollie Pope and what a season he's had. Someone told me at the start of the year that I would have played, for, played in the second and third Test against India. I, I wouldn't have really believed them, to be honest. It's been, a, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. At the start of the year, I had a few targets for myself, which was to start in the four-day side and try to keep my place in the four-day side. Uh, and hopefully the white ball stuff would look after itself. But, um, yeah, it's it's been a bit of a whirlwind, to be honest. Even last year, managing to break into the four-day side for the last five games of the year, I didn't really expect to do that. Um, managed to take my opportunity, prove I can do it in the red ball stuff as well as the white ball stuff. And that got me a starting spot this year. And, yeah, this summer, it's um, luckily enough, I started started the season with a bit of form, which just gave me the confidence to uh, carry it on, um, especially early season. And then I was awarded with my Lions cap. And then, lucky enough, a few weeks later, awarded with my England cap, which was a pretty special moment. Am I right in thinking the great man Stewie awarded you that cap? He, he was the one who passed it over. Yeah, yeah, that was him. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty. he gave a pretty special speech, to be honest. Um, I had a feeling it might be him, and then before I was trying to think who it would be, um, then I saw him strolling over to the team huddle, and I think, yeah, it was pretty special that it was Stewie to award me, award me with my cap. 
Uh, I think he awarded me with an under nines trophy uh, player of the season, which I'll never forget that as well. So yeah, there's a pretty cool picture um, of the two next to each other. So it's, yeah, it's pretty special. Brilliant. Obviously making your debut for England, but being in a changing room with, well, when they finish, obviously Cookie's just retired, but with Jimmy and Brody, I mean, we're talking absolute legends of the game. Um, I know that's something that you're used to, to an extent in the Surrey changing room with Kumar and, and Ricky Ponting back in the day and, and Mornay Morkel, but I mean, how was that sort of making your debut with the absolute greats of the game? Yeah, amazing. I think, like, like you said, being lucky enough at Surrey to share a changing room with some of the other greats made me keep my head a little bit more um, but I don't think it was really until I was standing at four slip on <laughs> in the Lord's Test on my debut morning uh, to Jimmy watching him take poles uh, where it really sunk in like obviously I've watched these guys for however long now and they've been the guy they've been my the, the face of the England side throughout my childhood really so it's pretty awesome to pretty awesome to spend a bit of time out there with them and even even because I, I was in the squad for the last test I managed to I had dinner with uh, Cookie before, the night before his uh, final test so that's my claim to fame so just me and him which was nice it was good just to chat to him and just see what his thoughts were um, and just talk about cricket and just life in general but yeah it's, um, it's amazing having, having played with some of those guys I feel pretty lucky to have did he have any pearls of wisdom that you're going to uh, take forward uh, for the rest of your career? Um, he played in the Lions game where I made my debut, so batting-wise, I took I picked his brain a little bit, especially on reverse swing because we were playing against the Indians at the time. Um, so I'd pick his brain when I can, but he actually sent me a really nice message after after his last test. I think probably after he'd replied to some other people <laughs> as well. <laughs> Uh, just saying that if I ever want to pick his brain on anything cricket related or anything in general, just far away. And I don't think there's a better batsman to pick the brains of in, in the country, to be honest. So, yeah. And a few farming tips as well. Jason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Excellent. And from, from Ginger to Ginger, uh, <laughs> I've obviously been to Sri Lanka, which I know you have been before. Yeah. It's definitely factor 50 for us boys. Yeah. Um, especially but, with your head. <laughs> <laughs> but... Have you sort of had any text with Kumar? Because obviously he played with him last year. Just sort of getting your head around, uh, by all accounts, the last series played there, it spun an awful lot. Just to get a bit of a heads up so preparations um, would, would work for you, so you're ready for it. Yeah, like I, haven't, I haven't actually spoken to him yet. Obviously, I've only found out I was going a few days ago. Um, but from what I learned from Sanger as a bloke, he will be the first person to offer out the advice. Uh, so he'll be definitely well probably when I get out there but probably before as well just trying to sort of pick the local knowledge of the great man um, but yeah he'll be good to pick his brains and touring um, obviously you've been on tours before um, what do you do in the downtime because obviously you're away from home for so much are you, a, are you a box set man are you a snooker man are you darts are you golf what's, uh, what's your poison uh, if there's a round of golf being played I'll never turn that down um, but I'll always I'll get a series going on Netflix to keep me occupied in the evenings obviously in the subcontinent it's a little bit different you're under a bit more restrictions as to what you can and can't do and what you can and can't eat for example um, but yeah I'll definitely be playing some golf I'm not really sure what it's like with the England guys um, it looks like they carry around a darts board and sometimes a snooker or pool table or, um, so I'll definitely be getting involved in them 
But uh, yeah, the tours that I've been on, um, it's been the Netflix and golf, Netflix and golf tours. So Oli Pope and yourself, uh, that was at the Oval just uh, before that incredible game against Essex, where you know Surrey were disappointing in the first inning, skittled early. Uh, Essex went on to score big, and Surrey nearly pulled off what would have been. Uh, one of the great wins uh, for any team, narrowly falling short by a wicket. But, you know, myself, myself and my dad, we popped along. We knew it was going to be the last game of the season. Uh, we caught a session of play. And that session of play was uh, Ollie Pope at the crease. Uh, he hit Ravi Bapara for four fours in five balls, which is, you know, was something in itself. But the crispness of his stroke play and just the way he went about things, the speed in which he scored. And unlike against India, where they really stacked the offside field and bowled quite wide of off stump, tempting the drive, playing all around the pitch. He's, this is not an offside player uh, primarily. You say it's going to be a challenge for him uh, to get in the side. You're right. But um, he's obviously got a, a head on his shoulders that belies his young years. He got his first brick uh, at Surrey by... Uh, playing so well in the nets. Uh, Jay Dernbach, one of the senior fast bowlers who's very good at the death, um, was bowling at him and he, and he couldn't quite comprehend how, how precise he was with the ramp shots and then Jay did tell him he'd change his field, then he'd try and hit in the hole that he'd, he'd left and he was very smart about how he was accumulating. He wasn't just trying to whack the ball everywhere. There was some really smart cricket going on and we basically a decision of senior players were like we've got to get this lad in um, and he, he didn't let us down he was, he was quite magnificent um, and on the back of playing really well in 2020 he got his, gear, he got his uh, couple of games in the first team in first class cricket and he got 100 down at uh, Hampshire at the end of the season which then basically he started the season had you have said that 18 months ago you would have said absolutely no chance he's one for the future um, but again, he's a bit like Burns. We've, we're very lucky at the minute. We've got a crop of players who are pushing each other to get better all the time. And Pope will work it out. He's a very clever player. The only reason why I said he's got a, a difficult um, a difficult route in is because there's a lot of all-rounders jostling for that, that batting position. And I think with Johnny Bairstow being injured, potentially, it could mess around with the the balance of the team that they want to they want to go in with. I'd be amazed if there wasn't three spinners that first game and, and sort of two seamers, maybe three with Stokes. The England fans have started to arrive. The atmosphere starting to build, I suppose. It's uh, it, it's all going to be about the test matches and I suppose there's a sense of excitement here in Gaul as well because the first test match is going to be played here uh, and it's a proper venue as well. It's uh, one of the most iconic grounds in test cricket, really. Um, I was along there today and of course you've been there it's uh, it's just a case of counting down the days now yeah it was brilliant I, w- I went past actually a couple of days ago and there was a ki- there was a kiddies game on uh, I'm guessing about 11 12 year olds and even that game where there aren't many people watching the parents obviously and a few people there's that festival feel to the place with the fort in the background there's a few marquee tents it's a brilliant feel to the ground it will be an absolutely humdinger of an occasion Harath finishes the first game of the series um, Sri Lanka is smarting a lot of their fans are saying that you know they don't want to support them anymore because they're not winning like the great teams of Sangakaras, Murugithrans, Jai Wardeners uh, not around um, England under some pressure because they're expected to win in difficult circumstances because it is going to spin make no mistake it's going to spin um, and the Barmy Army are out in force I saw a few on the beach today they're uh, Loving it. They're getting amongst uh, brilliant uh, festival life of, of Sri Lanka down in Gaul. So it, it's going to be a phenomenal few days. The build-up's going to be as big as the game itself. It's going to be a, a heck of a seven days for everybody. 
Brilliant stuff. Gareth, I'll let you get back to your pizza uh, and we can hear from an England fan who has made the journey out here to Sri Lanka. I'm Heather and I come from Glastonbury in Somerset. And what's been your favourite experience being abroad? I imagine that Ashes series when you went there in Australia. Uh, winning the Ashes was absolutely amazing. And I've got a friend who'd followed England in Australia four times, four times, five times and never seen them win and I go once and they win <laughs> and it was just, well, that last day was absolutely magic, seeing all the players celebrating and the crowd going mad, yeah it was a really that's, that's what you live for as a, as a fan. What was the one item you can't live without when you, when you go away from home? <laughs> Probably tea bags <laughs> People have said that actually and just finally, who's um, been your favourite England player to watch down the years? Well, because I'm from Somerset and Joss Butler originated in Somerset, I'm a real Joss Butler fan. So I like watching him wherever I am. First saw him when he was 18, I think, when he started to play for the first team in Somerset. And, um, and he's always exciting. Whatever he's doing, he's always exciting. This has been the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman and alongside me today, Gareth Batty. Tomorrow's show will come from Nondescript's Cricket Club in Colombo following the first four days play between England and a Sri Lanka board 11. This has been following on and to never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. See you tomorrow. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.